that's it basically you know because i've done the band thing the traditional way and i've found that there's always like obviously when you don't have any industry behind you there's always this struggle with like you're doing all this you're putting you putting all your efforts into creating amazing music and doing all this stuff. But if you don't have a fan base who's willing to listen to you, then it doesn't work the same. It's not like, you know? So get the fans first through YouTube, social media, you know? Like kept, captivate people first, and then we can then, you know? Yeah, and one point that's that's worth uh, noting off the back of that is the, the moment we knew we needed to do something with the kind of uh, musical um, ideas and, and influences that we shared was, uh, second year at ICMP, yeah. the performance class, the exam at the end of the year was a gig, a live gig. They booked out Nambuka in Holloway, which is sadly closed now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're like, okay. And and they let us pick the bands this time. And first year, they put us into it. But in second year, like, you guys can do what you want, four songs, whatever you want. Ah, right, perfect. Let's do Technical Difficulties by Racer X. <laughs> perfect chance to show people what we like to do, you know? That was a roast. And uh, it was a room. We learned it for like four months straight, you know, but uh, it went over really well. And people loved it. Like, oh, you guys have great chemistry on stage. And yeah. I finally got to play some heavy music. And so we're like, oh, and then he came to me with so the idea. So then I woke up and we, 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 you know? we played that gig, the assessment, the final assessment. And then we, it went so well. We got so many compliments that I woke up the next day and instantly I was like, I was up and I was like, we got to take this to YouTube, you know? So I called Pete straight away and I was like, man, we have to like do a guitar channel. It'll be me and you. It can be called Pete and Vinny play. You know, we're just going to play. We're going to bring that energy we had on that performance to the camera in front. Like we're going to do that in front of the camera for everyone, like anywhere so they can see that, you know? So, uh, yeah. And just to finish off as well, Carl, like, so I've seen, Obviously, I've, I've been around for a while. I've seen many bands start and fail and, like, break up and then, you know. And I've been seeing that for years now, you know, ever since I've been in London. But, what, but like, about, like, six years ago, what I started to see, which was, like, this new phenomenon in my head, is YouTubers were very success, successful on YouTube. Like, you know some of them, like Rob Chapman, you know, Jared Dines, Rabia, you know, Ola. YouTubers that were very successful creating content for YouTube. And then when they played a gig, it could be a Monday anywhere in the country, it was always sold out, mm. you know? And I could see they were posting about this, this, con the, 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 this, this, this tours and stuff, and they were touring and they were gigging and they were like selling loads of merch and the people were queuing up to see them. And they were like medium to like decent sized YouTubers that have been creating content and then they f eventually they form the bands. And when they go out and do it, the fan base is always there, you know? So those guys really were my main inspiration for this business model, you know? It's our main inspiration, you yeah, know? It's yeah. like, I was uh, like, remember when Dorje was touring, Carl, yeah, you know? Yeah. Dorje was like Rob Chapman's band, you know? They would play I like, I don't with know. them. Yeah, I know. It was Stormborn, right? Yeah. Those were great times. Yeah. But, so you've experienced it firsthand. They would play 10 days in the UK over like a couple of weeks and they're, they're sold out every day. Yeah. You know, that yeah. that is that comes off the back of YouTube. So when we had the idea of doing stuff together, that was the first thing I, 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 wanted, like, I wanted to put forward to Pete was like, you know, we need to get these fans first, you know? Yeah. So when we have, when we go and do it, like the actual music stuff, I want to be like these guys, you know, like this new generation of musicians. They don't have the label support. They don't have like a manager or anything, but they don't even need one, you know, mm -hmm. because like they're touring anyway, they're doing it anyway. It's exactly the same thing. 
you know, but they're not on MTV. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's really crazy how the TikTok and the YouTube and all the social media is impacting everyone, every musician and band's career. I've just, I just did uh, a week ago um, a show for this American band called Hallucin in North London at the Dom. And right. it was their very first time in London. Mind you, I've never heard of them before. And they were playing their very first gig in London. And it was completely sold out for 500 wow. people. And then I obviously, I met the guys in the band and I spoke to them. And I was just inquiring what, what was the deal. And, and basically during COVID, they exploded on TikTok with a bunch yeah. of videos and music yeah, and crazy. stuff. And just because of that... They've managed to obviously secure a deal with a booking agent, which, you know, yeah. saw that they had an impact, that there was people, you know, uh, mentioning them online, that the views were like exploding, etc., etc., etc. And then they took a chance with them. And they literally, first time in England touring the UK and Europe, but I mean, I did the London show and it was sold out. Imagine you come wow. from America and then your first gig in London is for 500 people it, completely sold out. Like, it's incredible. Like you know and 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 that's all and that's the power of the internet. But then obviously um those are the 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 successful great stories but next to that there's millions of others, you know, that uh are trying or dreaming of hitting the jackpot as per se, you know, on getting viral somehow. My question is like how to because obviously your channel is doing extremely well but i attribute that not only because of the quality of what you guys do both of you the 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 the, the, the high caliber guitarists and musicians that you both are but also to the fact that is consistent there's consistency yeah. mm. consistency in in on 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 the content provider and the content created and i think that it's 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 just a given that in life Anything you're going to do, you're going to have to be consistent because if you do it for a while, I mean, it fades away very quickly, you know, or if you just keep like spaced out for too long, people lose interest of it. And how can you make like in this world, how, what, what do you guys attribute to the fact that you guys like have uh, like hundreds of thousands of views on, on videos of yours? How what what was the differentiator you think what 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 was put behind the scenes into it not only about the playing the songs that you choose uh, uh, the way that you express yourselves but what else in terms of like planning and and figuring out what's the next step how can we make this particular video go yeah. you know viral can I just say something Carl, even before I answer that just yeah. in case anyone is listening to us and they want to like be like a, a YouTuber or like or they want to do the the social media thing like like kind of like we're doing i just want to say that the, i think the main difference i see between traditional industry like the kind of getting signed path you know and youtube is it, it has to do with what you were saying about the consistency because i think you could have a you could say if you want to try if you want to be in a band and all you're doing is the band and you're hoping to get like a booking agent or get a manager or get signed you can easily do that for 10 years and it doesn't matter how good you are we can do that for 10 years and nothing and, and there's a chance there's a really big chance that nothing will come out come come out of it you know but with youtube if you do it consistently it's a much more fair space if you do youtube consistently for 2 3 years you will get bigger and more known that's just a fact you know if 
obviously if you you have to have this like kind of self feedback cycle you know you put a video out and that doesn't do well then what's wrong what do you, you have to always be addressing and changing and adapting your contents but if you do that consistently eventually your channel will grow it might be very slow in the beginning but the channel grows but uh, with the band with the band thing it's not always that fair it could be that you do the band for like five six years and by the time you finish you haven't grown pretty much anything like at all compared to when you started you know yeah and with youtube you have that kind of it levels the playing field i really believe that people that there's, there's room for everyone there's always people out there that, that are potential uh viewers you know and if you do it consistently eventually people start knowing who you are yeah and it you keeps know? working for you as well you it know, works for you, video yeah. out, you know because because the element of luck is not there you know, on YouTube. With the band stuff, with the traditional industry model, you need an element of luck, of meeting the right person, or like whatever the, the right person being interested in you, or are you playing in front of X, Y people, or whatever, you know? That element, you don't need that for YouTube. For YouTube, is like a sincere, instant feedback. If you put something out and people like it, they will watch it, and they'll let you know as well. So it's very rewarding. Straight away, they can comment on it, you know, and like, oh, I'm doing something right. Then you keep doing that. And if a video doesn't do that well, you think, oh, that didn't work. Let me change strategies, you know. Yeah, yeah. And with the band, you don't have that, you know. It, you you all, with the band stuff. Like if you're doing that alone, it's like you you're blind for a lot of the time, you know. That that's that was my experience at least, you know. If you're not getting, you know, if, if you don't have any traditional industry behind you, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. Okay. <laughs> now, the other thing you asked, Carl, was a. Uh, how what do you guys yeah how exactly how what's the what's the planning behind it how do you guys uh, uh batch record stuff do yeah. you guys meet regularly um what's what's i mean how do you make a decision on are we gonna cover this tune now yeah yeah well basically the, the number one thing is that we never stop talking we're always yeah. we're always messaging well we but... live five minutes walk from each other as well oh that's great is, i didn't know that oh so, it's so important very yeah, important it's happened before that like me and Pierre trying to sort out this song on the phone, you know, like, oh, but what's what's what, what's played here, you know, well, like, what's how is the picking pattern for this part or whatever? And then we're like, ah, just, I'm coming over, you know, let, let, let me just come <laughs> over, you know, yeah. and then you just and then that is is so helpful, you know, because we've done it for a while when you're like we were far, yeah, and that makes it a lot harder, but yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we're always communicating and uh, we're always just like always, we're always trying to think ahead and be proactive as much as we can because it, it is more difficult in, in certain ways because there's two of us because we yeah. always have to collaborate, we always have to talk. Yeah. So we don't have that uh, benefit of doing a, a spontaneous video. If I'm home and I have an idea, I can't just turn the camera on and do a little story or like do a little reels for Instagram, you know, we need to obviously get together. So that makes our production a bit slower. But I would say the, the main thing is the planning, isn't it? We yeah. have meetings, like we're like a business. We, we, we sit down, we plan ahead, we batch record, like you said. We can easily do eight to 10 Instagrams in a day. Wow. And that's content for the next two months. You know, that's for one platform. And then for YouTube, we have different shows that we do. Say we have the covers, we have the lessons, we have vlogs, reaction videos. So some of them we can batch record. Some of them are not that easy, like the covers. One cover can take two weeks from learning, recording, mixing, and editing. Yeah, that's two weeks of consistent. Yeah, well. and especially if it's a bit of a roasty one, like a hard one to play, you know, that could be like a couple of weeks just 
polishing the parts. For then sure. we need to practice separate, we need to practice together. That's for the covers, you know. So those ones take more time. But we know this, right? We know some some formats that we do, they are going to be more spaced out. So we do like one cover a month or even a bit more sometimes, you know. But like lessons, reactions, we can do, we can batch record them a bit more. So it's all in the planning, really, you know. We always have content ahead for the next two to three months. Yeah, always working a few months ahead, you know, for sure. Always. I think that uh, one of uh, of the big differentiators for you guys is that yeah, you do, and I think you do it really well, is the fact that everything that you just described, you know, you do um, you do covers and then you do lessons and then you do reactions and then yeah. like I mean it's it's quite it's quite mixed and the reaction is really funny, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like Thank it's you. it's, it's, it's a so. good it's a good laugh and I, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm biased and I know you too. Uh, both of you, but I mean, I looked like I fucking no, love honestly, this stuff. Don't even get me with the reactions. I don't fully understand why. What is it that it works so well? I honestly think it has to do with like people just like to see another memo. Yeah, like just reacting. And you know what? Like you know, that's, that's, that's one instance where the having two of us helps because we can we can have discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. If it's just one guy reacting, that can be funny, you know. But like the fact that we can we're both reacting, then we chat about yeah. it. I think that gives something for people to. I, I think there's something like it's a human connection that people like to see. It's just really. I think it's like it can be like biologically like someone else's expression. Yeah, it's something, you know? something to do with that. It's like it's a, it I, I'm sure there will be like dissertations and case studies done on this very soon you know because the reaction thing started like what two or three years ago you know it wasn't a thing before it was fairly new yeah you know yeah. and it just works so well i watch reactions people watch us you know it's just something i remember first time we've done it it was crazy like we yeah. you work like two weeks super hard on this cover and you do it and you play it perfectly and then like it gets x amount of views yeah and then you do a reaction video in 10 minutes, in 10 minutes and it gets like half a million views you know <laughs> and that pays as well that's the thing don't forget that you know uh, the numbers they pay as well you know so yeah and you've just released your own merch range yeah. right yes, yes which is really yeah. really yeah. cool I've, I've thank you both for for my birthday gift i love it it's one yeah, of the t-shirts I'm, 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 I'm packing this week to go to Hawaii and it's going to be a small suitcase but that's a t-shirt that is coming with me because I loved it so much <laughs> um, Thanks, the color is beautiful and 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 obviously the the character caricatures you know in the back that uh, Fernanda Venus yeah. Venus partner did My partner, yeah. so amazing so cool i mean there's so much you can actually do with that i love the fact there is a collection of all of them in the yeah. back it could have been yeah. like the the the, the pink t-shirt with zach wild the the no, whatever, you no. know but it's all but, of them there. like so the collection is right there you know <laughs> i'm not sure we've ever told you this carl but yeah. that those guys were picked by the pin vini community really i didn't know on that. youtube yeah. on instagram yeah so it's a collaborative design so what we've done we had the idea of making like a t-shirt with our nine favorite guitarists, uh, metal guitarists, yeah? Uh, as like doodles, like almost like stick figures, you know? So, cool. so that, that that idea was solid and it came from us. Okay, let's do this. So when we set, when we sat down to, to pick the, the, our favorite nine, we couldn't do it. So we're like, how about we just ask the fans, you know? Ask 
let them choose. Oh, I get our community. So it went went to Instagram, YouTube. We did all these polls. We tallied everything up, and the nine that made it to the actual final 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 design, they were picked by our followers. Very cool. Very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. The only thing we did was to put them in chronological order, you know. So yeah. it starts with Sonia Yomi, and then like you get oh, that I didn't got... realize, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like who got famous first, kind of thing. So Sonia Yomi, <laughs> yeah. seventies with yeah. Black Sabbath, yeah. and then like who was the next one? Uh, Red, Red, Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen, yeah, and then it went. To Randy like, Rhodes, yeah. yeah. So if anyone wanted to check that out, if you go to PeteVinnyStore dot com, yes. you can see the designs called talking about. We're gonna yeah, put all we're gonna put all that in the show notes as well. Uh, uh, the Instagram call. account, which is Pete Vini Play, it's P E T E Vini V I N N I E P L A Y, and the the YouTube. What is it? Is 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 it Pete Vini Play? It's Pete and Vini Play for you on YouTube. Yeah. And yeah. Pete. Yeah, the and and in there. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have all that on the show notes anyway, so people can uh, go and check it out. Um, I just this been has been lingering in my mind for a few minutes since we were talking about uh, the formation, the, the getting together and putting you guys together uh, uh, as a duo before having a band. But if I recollect, Vinny, you said that this the the band is actually that is in in your minds. You created basically this in order to create a fan base to eventually be able to put together yeah. a group. And then yeah, we want to be playing. We want to be playing. That's for sure. You know. Yeah. What kind of what kind of uh, band and music and that's question one. What kind of band do you guys see yourselves eventually putting together? And question number two: Are you guys writing music as well together? Yeah. So. Well, well, yeah. So we're at the stage now where that is the next step. You know, we've kind of we've we've built um, a fan base. Who we like, and they seem to like what we do, which is amazing. They're willing to listen to us. Yeah, you, you know? know. So now we're like the appropriate next step. We and now we're officially a business. You know, we're registered as a company. We have this merch store and stuff. So now the the next the appropriate next step for us is to to write music. You know, so that's going to be the the first thing on the cards for us in the coming year. Um, yeah, the new year basically. So with with regards of what kind of music we are going, we've already this, we've already this. So we've already decided we're going to start with an instrumental EP. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing we're gonna do. We're gonna write. Um, I don't know how many tracks. Three to five. Thirty-five. You know, and it will be a cross between Racer X and, and something more modern and metalcore. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> so we want to have lots of shred in there. We want to bring those harmonies into it. You know, like the classic like '90s kind of. Because you know, we take a lot of inspiration from uh, the golden era of guitar. You know. And that's like early 90s, really, isn't it? Like when like all the guys were super blown up, you know, like the, the, the guys that like that's when technique reached its peak, you yeah, know, like yeah. the industry was very um, guitar oriented. Shrapnel Records was releasing all these amazing artists all the time. So we want to bring that element into the, the music that we write. Uh, but we want to obviously make it modern, heavier, you know, like lower tunings for sure yeah we're gonna probably tune to john you know? c and um yeah. And yeah so basically what exactly what you're saying bringing elements of the yeah. shred school which we both undeniably yeah. come from but at the same time we don't want it to sound dated you know so no. we want to have a modern sound and probably make some electronic elements in there yeah know, so. so quite modern um so we want to start like that we want to see what we can do and, and write music instrumentally uh and then see how that goes because 
the logistics of having a full band as well in the beginning, we don't want to have that to, to, to slow us down. You know, that's very important. Like, we don't want to, you know, uh, we want to we keep rolling at the same pace, you know. We've done all this work on YouTube, so we're trying to minimize resistance drama yeah. <laughs> might, yeah. might I say yeah, so yeah resistance know? I think it's resistance, like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. want to be streamlined you know streamlined so. but then obviously after that in the future well, I think we're quite open to to other stuff you know like it yeah. would be nice to be uh, it would be nice if we could be in a touring band uh, touring like full traditional band you know with a singer you know some sort of aggressive yeah music that'd be the ultimate end goal I think you yeah know? Um, it would be lovely to do that you know uh, yeah, do stuff with obviously singing and lyrics and everything. Very so, cool. but yeah, but the, our, our immediate, immediate, uh, what we're doing first is basically to writing these instruments because we need to see what we're able to do as well. You see, like we want to test. Like we can do, we can play together. You know, we've been playing together for a while. We've been doing covers. We've written bits of music, uh, quite a lot actually, for like videos and stuff like that. You know. And little competitions here it's and an there. exercise as well isn't it yeah, writing but, oh, music yeah, i mean together and, and fully produce songs because that's different it is when you're so when you're songwriting you know a lot, there's a lot it's, it's a lot there's a lot more elements than to just put like two guitar parts together you know yeah, yeah it's a whole thing so we want to see what we can do you know that's very that's uh, that's honestly that's very intelligent and clever a very intelligent and clever approach because it really is a completely different monster writing songs and and and, and you only uh, uh, develop it's a skill that you develop if you don't practice writing music if you don't practice writing exactly. songs you, you i mean number one you're never going to get any songs and number two you're never going to get any good songs because the but first one the it. first yeah, ones will likely suck you know yeah. <laughs> and how easy uh, is it to write like a cheesy riff that doesn't say anything you know or like it's so easy to do that exactly. you know not, out of Ten things that you write, seven or eight are disposable, really. Probably eight, yeah, 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 you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, it is really hard. So it's it's another thing that it's time consuming that you kind of have to compartum, uh, um, put in. Uh, what's, what's the word? Uh, put in the hours, basically. No, yeah. but I was going to say because you're doing so many different things with Pete uh, and Vinnie play. I that see. I mean, like it, a compromise. It, it's it's another it's another uh, uh, say another box that you kind of have. Okay, let's open this box, which is more time. Another yeah. window of time on my life because yeah. we keep opening windows of time in our lives and, and accommodating things. But then if you're going to start writing, now it's another window of time yeah. for Pete and Vinnie play that you need to accommodate in order to create that and make that evolve. Do yeah, you know what I mean? to be fair, Carl, I think we're, we're fully ready to, we might have to, we're not going to have to take a break from YouTube because like I said, we always have content, but we might need to set some time aside to just write in the new year because... Uh, yeah, you can't do everything. You no, know? there's only so, so many hours in yeah, the day. And I we think might, we might take a month or two yeah. to just fully focus on that creative process, you know. But obviously, the channel, Instagram, everything's going to keep going, you know, because that's the main we, thing. We've planned for it, you know, we've planned for that. You know? Yeah. And as you said, Carl, the, the, I found really, really, it, it rings true with myself is like being creative and writing, it really does take practice. There's a common misconception that yeah. you get a spur of inspiration. And um, this can happen sometimes, you know, you get but a spur that's of inspiration. Not the rule, you know? But no, you need to sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to take this hour to try and create something, you know, and mm -hmm. sit down. Maybe you get something great, maybe you don't get much, you know, but it's about that process and practicing, as you said. I really admire and I love uh, hearing you both talk because I identify myself with so much of what you're saying and life in general uh is so dependable on 
on the discipline, the focus, the planning, the, the, the you know, um, all of those things that um, a lot of people sometimes they take things for granted. They think, oh, how can these guys do and I can't? Well, they are putting in the work, they're putting in the time, they're sacrificing perhaps time with their families, time uh, uh, um, with their loved ones, with their friends. They are, you know, working, uh, doing several different things in order to sustain things and keep things going. And I mean, it's it's never re it's never easy, but people obviously all only see, um, you know, the the final result, which is what we post. I mean, you're not gonna post, you know, yeah. online the day that yeah. you like, you know, struggling and questioning yourself. Am yeah. I doing the right thing with my life? Which happens to all of us, and it's great because, uh, like, observing and contemplating and 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 self analysis is extremely important to, to in order to you know for inner growth which leads me to the next question which is kind of not it's not perhaps music related it's not music related actually but like aside from music and 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 the guitar world and and the channel and everything else what else uh, are you guys interested what what, what what i mean what do you guys say listen and and hear what are the subjects that you are interested on can start with pete and then we go with vinnie yeah, sure. Um, that's a good question, and and I I find these days it's it's harder and harder to find time to to continue to have those things in your life. You know, when you're working to pay the bills and using every bit of spare time you have to you know make the dream happen with music and stuff. It's uh, it's tough. Yeah, but for me, I've always I've I think if I wasn't in music, I would probably be in some sort of science discipline because um, my dad's a scientist, and so I've always been interested in that kind of stuff, um, like uh, biology. I find that stuff so interesting, you know, like uh, natural style, like earth sciences. I've always kind of, I always enjoy that kind of stuff. Like there's a, a podcast called New Scientist. Um, if you guys have heard of that, that's a really good one. Um, so yeah, I really like uh, science kind of stuff. In terms of other stuff, I'm really into kind of like like true crime and, and murder mysteries and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, I have, a, I have a soft spot for that. I really find that stuff intriguing, you know. Uh, criminal psychology, all that kind of stuff. Very cool. Yeah, yeah the classic. Uh, America is very good at putting out shows. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, if you grew up yeah. on that, you can never. Yeah. Now, Pete, know. what kind of? I mean, very interesting. I didn't know that about you. What what kind of scientist is your dad? Uh, so he's a well, he's kind of by title, he's a chemist, right? So he went to when he was still in the UK. He lived here until he was about twenty-two, and he he went to Oxford, and. Um, and then uh, got his master's at Oxford, and then he moved to the U.S. to uh, pursue. The reason he moved over there is because he wanted to. There was a specific Ph.D. path that he wanted to follow, and for some reason he couldn't find it here. So he went to a school called Penn State, you know, which is in Pennsylvania, the state where I'm from. And uh, yeah, he, he went and pursued his thing there. So, but and then he did his work in uh, specifically for many many years researching uh, childhood leukemia because it's one of the rarer forms of cancer in children. And because of that, it's underfunded, you know, so the mortality rate is quite high. So he spent his time in labs, research and that kind of stuff. So he's way smarter than I'll ever be. Basically. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> extremely, extremely cool. Just hearing you talk about your dad makes me, you know, I want to talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly, me too, man. Like, I'm, Sounds I'm, like, like a very intelligent man, very well-educated yeah. man. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, he's, yeah, so I've had a lot of inspiration from him, you know, so it's, it's, it was nice to have him growing up. Very cool, very cool. What about you, Vinny? Well, I'm. Um, I think I'm pretty. St I think well, obviously the channel and guitar takes a huge chunk of my life. You know, like I'm always thinking about 
either playing guitar or thinking about what to do for the channel and what to do next and like so music is a huge part of it you know so but when i'm not doing that stuff i think i, I, I think it's safe to say i have a passion for movies you know yeah you know i think that i'm always trying to watch one one or two movies every week like interesting stuff you know um I also I've been enjoying going to the gym recently as well, which is pretty cool. You know, like I've uh, I've been a bit lazy with the gym recently, but then I uh, I've decided to to like because basically what happened was yeah I had a problem with my shoulder. You know, my shoulder was hurting, and then I um, I was like struggling to play. Can you believe that? So like it completely freaked me out. So I went to see a physiotherapist. And they, they, they gave me like a, a training program that was gonna help me fix my shoulder. And then it did. So as soon as my shoulder was 100% again, I kind of, I, I got a taste for it again, you know? So I started going to the gym uh, a bit more intensively uh, for the last, I don't know, four or five months, I would say. You know, obviously traveling whenever we can, you know, uh, opening your mind, traveling is one of the most fantastic things you can do, you know? For sure. Seeing other cultures, you know? And obviously enjoying London, there's always something to do in London, you know, like it's a, it's an amazing city. You can always just go and try a new food or whatever, you know, go around, go for a walk, yeah, you know. Yeah, your oyster in a, in a place like, like yeah. that. Yeah, what else is there? Uh, we go, me and Pete, we love going drinking together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We love a good trip to the pub, you know. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. socially, you yeah. know, like. Who we, doesn't? Yeah, 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 we love yeah. a bit of a, a crafty, a crafty beer. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we like a bit of brew dog. We like a bit of, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, we, like that's one of our, like, very yeah. often we just finish a, a whole day of hard work and we just pop into the pub yeah. for a couple oh, but it's lovely love, isn't it it's a good reward the um i love that the craft beer craze yeah. is really taken off in the uk you know because yeah. like it was kind of born like i was like it was nice to have grown up in the states a bit because in the northeast is a it's like a mecca for craft beer yeah. like new york and all the states in the northeast they're really they're they're mad on it it's crazy yeah and obviously there's such a market for it here so i'm, I'm happy that it's like like you go to the Prince, that's the pub nearest us, and like they rotate every week. There's like a new craft yeah, it's beer. It's always you nice. Know. You need to come over one day. I need Carl, to go. I was going to say to that. Stay. I need to. Yeah, I, I, I've never it, been to the it. Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Prince is great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so pub. Very cool. Yeah, well, yeah, well um, one more thing about me is I'm an absolute horror fanatic. I, I love, horror, horror, I love yeah. horror films. Everything's scary, dark. I love, I love that shit, man. I don't know why. I always have, always have. So yeah, that's another thing. Um, yeah. What and when you say gore, you mean uh, like gore movies or like horror? In because uh, I, I always have this, like um, there are some gore movies and there's some like movies like The Exorcist. For me, The Exorcist is the kind of movie that 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 for me is terror. That for me is yeah. it like when there's like someone yeah. cutting <laughs> someone's head off and things like that. I mean, I'm 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 kind of old. I, I actually when I was a teenager, I used to really like it. Like but I grew up obviously watching Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street and and yeah, Jason yeah. Voorhees and you know, Friday 13th. That yeah. and then the Exorcist. But then 
you know, uh, after like I've 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 left my teens, I kind of lost interest. But uh, but yeah, I'm kind of. Lo- I actually just put the other day on 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 my watch list on eBay. I want to get the the full Blu-ray box set of the Friday Thirteenth, and I'm gonna go nice, and watch the nice. whole you know the whole thing again. Uh, maybe yeah. not maybe not now Christmas time. It doesn't sound very Christmassy of me, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing, man. No, 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 I, I um. I promise I won't talk for ages about this, but I have to comment on your point about about movies and stuff. So yeah, The Exorcist. I could not agree more. That is like the that is kind of the magnum opus it's of the Bible in it. The, exactly, it's the Bible. Oh, how ironic! But it's the Bible of horror because the thing about The Exorcist is it's so scary. Like anyone, you don't even have to be religious or Christian or whatever. It's just, it's so inherently scary that film, and one because it's like it's so well made. And all the all the effects are mechanical, you know, the the vomit and the head spinning. It's all, nothing CGI, you know, because it's made in the '70s. And it's also just an excellent, excellent story. It's a classic theme between the battle between good and evil. But if you've read the book as well, it's a, it's an amazingly written story, you know. So it's just like that's really scary. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I watched all that stuff as well, you know. Is so, it yeah. is it The Exorcist based on on, on a true story? It's, right? It is based around on a truth. Yeah, there was actually in the movie it's a girl, obviously, but in the in real life it was a boy in uh, I think Missouri or one of the kind of middle states in America. And uh, mm. the the case of Roland Doe was was the name of it. Um, uh, I don't know if his real name is. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's his real name, but I think that that was kind of the name they gave to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was based upon that that case. Yeah. Very cool. And Vinny, what uh, what I mean, any movies that you have uh, watched recently that you. Could recommend uh, anything that comes yes, up to your mind? Yes, I have. I have actually went to see a couple of movies recently. One of them is uh, I've recommended to anyone. I'll, I'll mention this one. It's called The Menu. Uh, it's only in the cinemas now. I don't think you can. It's not on Netflix, or you can't. You can't watch it like you can't stream it. But it's called The Menu, and it's basically a, a, a satire, a take on fine dining. So you know, it's basically about this group of people that go to this restaurant for like the ultimate ultimate fine dining experience okay yeah and it's like in an island yeah. and like oh, it's like this famous chef and stuff and when they get there all this stuff starts happening and stuff but they filmed it a bit like chef's table you know so during the movie there's a beautiful shot of the the dish you know like and the title like the name of the dish and everything yeah. i think it's like it's 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 kind of a horror movie in a way, Is but like okay? more psychological, not not explicit horror. Oh, I love psychological. It's like a thriller, it. you know. That's a great genre. And all this stuff starts happening, uh, with a hint of comedy as well. It's yeah. a it's a it's a funny take on uh, like the world of fine dining when people think you know like the idea of like the chefs are the most important thing in the universe and people think they're like yeah. uh, forget about doctors engineers yeah. <laughs> engineers you know like you know it's like yeah it's yeah, like yeah. oh my god chefs you know okay fine yeah it's a dish you know okay mm-hmm. anyway I, I know there's art in in cooking of course and everything but i thought it was a genius uh was it like kind of a take on that yeah it's I a see. genius answer to that I universe see. you know yeah. so i recommend the menu to to anyone who's a uh, is that to... is this a movie already on your board because i know that you have a, a oh, movie yes. board in your living no, room does that does we that list to... changes rotates or is it always no, we normally just add, you know, you because add. to make it to make it onto the list, it needs to be like to be worthy, life changing. Okay. Let me ask you about if you guys do you, either of you or both of you do you have any say spiritual beliefs 
religious beliefs what is there anything that you believe and if so where does that emerge from from family from life from so i, I don't have any religious beliefs you know uh but i um i basically i believe in the this line of like everything around breathing you know that idea i think that if like that's always worth um tapping into that you know like is that some amazing stuff can happen uh if you obviously focus on your breath and stuff you know i think that's always valid but in terms of traditional tra traditional religion uh, and spirituality in that more like in a mythical sense i don't have any beliefs you know yeah i'm i'm pretty much the same but atheist um don't really yeah don't never really believed in any any religion uh religious path or anything like that but uh the one thing i do believe in whether it's kind of coming from a spiritual realm or whatever is karma it's like what you put in karma and kind of manifestation as well like what yeah. if you put in the work the energy you know and you can perceive energy however you want whether it's kind of more of like an esoteric kind of thing that the universe gives and pushes and pulls or whether it's just physical energy like if you put that into anything you can do anything you know you will get out from this world what you put yeah. in i kind of try and live my life by that by that kind of mantra you know i think well because defining spirituality is such a broad term isn't it people think about different things when they hear that word you know i think we are as human beings i think we are connected somehow uh, like kind of by nature like i think there's there's definitely energy around you know uh but uh yeah but that's it really yeah so i i I'm trying to respect that and value that you know and try to always be in touch with like you know how do you behave you know what energy do you put out you know that kind of stuff i'm that's always a very good point actually, you know because yeah, energy between people is so strong it's yeah. like if someone's a negative if someone's putting out a negative vibe whether it's in a social context at the pub whatever at work it's so hard not to get wrapped up in that yeah. you know if someone's really negative it's like oh you can't yeah. be and vice versa with positivity yeah. you know but i think everyone has a lot to gain from if they can sit down and breathe you know even if it's like 10 minutes a day i think it can be pretty amazing the differences that you can feel if you start doing that as a, like as a, as a habit yeah. you know you're quite into that as well aren't you carl with meditation and stuff i couldn't yeah. agree more i couldn't agree more i would definitely attribute uh meditation as one if not the most impactful habits that I have acquired on my life yeah. during the last five years. It has, That's amazing, man. it really, and it is a habit. I meditate every day, no matter where I am and what I'm doing. Of so how long do you do every day, Carl? Um, so if I'm at home and I do, uh, if, if I'm say on a normal, on a normal day of my life and I have the time, it will be anything between 15 and 25 minutes in the morning and another five, 10 minutes in the evening. And is but that as soon as you wake up or as soon as I wake first up? First thing. Yeah. I, so I get okay. up, get out of bed, go to the loo back sit down meditate on an empty stomach that's how nice. uh it's it's kind of uh what what you're supposed to do i can't remember exactly the specifics for it but i think that the theory behind it is that on an empty stomach you don't have your organs and your organism basically processing uh, any food therefore not consuming any oxygen so you're fully present at the moment you are say fasting because you you've just spent the whole night sleeping so you're fast on, on a fasted state and uh indians and um buddhists and 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 they will say that meditation is very connected to that you know for several uh uh, yeah. uh for millennia they they, they 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 talk about the benefits of of fasting and 
And yeah. the meditation. There's a huge difference between doing yoga when you wake up on an empty stomach and doing yoga in the afternoon. I find it completely different. You know, like yoga, the fasting is definitely the way to go, at least for me. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And 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 then I do that in the morning. And but the thing is, like anything that you do, you can be very caught up with the idea that oh. So I meditated now 15 minutes. Now I come out of the meditative state and I just, boom, my mind comes back, turn it on and brrr, during the day. So uh, I know a lot of people that will, for example, meditate one minute at every hour of waking, every waking hour wow. of the day. So okay. you, can, so you instead of just having 15 minutes at 8 o'clock in the morning and 5 minutes at 10 in the evening, you are actually spreading out the processing, the rewiring of your brain throughout the day so instead of two specific moments you're actually maintaining that rewiring of the brain in several That's so, so, interesting. so i have uh, adopted literally like during the last two years so uh any given moment i can go to the loo somewhere and i can just basically close my eyes and go to that place intentionally oh, i can i can be i can just um go do anything be on a train anywhere and instead of just like keep my keep thinking thinking because we're always thinking your brain is like yeah. that instead of doing that i consciously make the decision to okay yeah and just go that's there lovely. because because that's because that's the exercise of rewiring your brain and being more observant than reactional so instead of reacting to everything and and to experience because everything is experience Everything that yeah. we believe as real is an experience that we are having of an interaction that we are having based on something that our brains and our minds are perceiving as real. But what about uh, other forms of life that perceive and, and understand things in a completely different way, see things in a different way? So having that understanding really, really, really benefited me in so many different ways. And I can absolutely, like I said, attribute, uh, uh, you know, uh, lots of things, my, my personal uh, involvement, my personal evolution yeah. to that. So every time that I speak to people, um, I always say, if you could do anything today that is free and it will have an impact on your life yeah. for good is like Vinny said, every yeah. day sit down, Focus on your breathing and try to be as present as possible. Try to understand that you have something that is inside of your head and only inside of your head. But all of us, 7.5 billion humans in, on the planet have that. And it's already there, isn't it? Yeah. That voice inside of your head that creates anxiety, that creates depression, that creates happiness, that creates everything that you feel and therefore, you know, you put out in the world that is controllable. You can control that. You can pick and choose the thoughts that you're going to engage with. But because we are so programmed in the way that we are as humans, we don't understand the mechanics of that. Nobody tells no. us about the mechanics of that. Nobody teaches us about the mechanics of that. Therefore, we are, re we, we are reactional. We react. We get angry. We get pissed off. But every, every feeling that you have you are you're the only responsible for allowing yourself to engage with that and yeah. it's extremely difficult to control those things but if you practice the meditation on a daily basis in 10 years in 20 years in 30 years you will only become better at it 
And you guys yeah. know very well if you practice and you practice and you <laughs> practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lovely to hear, man. Sometimes yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It needs to be like a. I, I do as much as I can, but I, I, I used to do. I think I need to make it into like a, even a more rigid daily thing, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's, I remember when I was when I was more on it. I'm, I'm I still do it these days, but when I was more on it, I felt better, you know? Yeah. You know? It's it, it it in the beginning it's difficult because think about this. Okay, I'm gonna have to create ten minutes in the morning that doesn't exist right now. So instead of yeah. getting up at seven, I'm gonna have to get up at quarter to seven in order to accommodate this. Just that change of pattern on your waking up or going to bed, it, people struggle with it because people don't have time because you don't have time to do things and and that's all in the mind all in inside of you you know yeah but the more you practice that then gets to what uh, pete was saying about karma man i firmly believe i've had so many examples on my life and i'm sure you both had it as well that you know you think oh but nobody's seeing this you know oh, these yeah, people yeah, this yeah, person yeah. will never know about this and you can go on and unbeknownst to you at some point on your life, it doesn't even need to be the same currency, but you're going to be like, oh, fuck, why did this happen to me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, okay. So if I took five pounds from here and now something that something I didn't expect, oh, there's five pounds gone. But how did I? Well, but didn't you like three years ago took five pounds from that and now, oh, okay, fair enough. It's not always automatic. The, yeah, sleep, yeah. The, the universe we don't understand how those things operate I think, you I think if you do stuff like that you change the way you behave and that comes across as well absolutely you know, if, you're, if you're dodgy or whatever behind someone's back then you're not going to be normal around them yeah, or whatever yeah, you know, yeah, or like yeah, around yeah. the universe because you have like, a conscience exactly it always comes so, back yeah, you yeah. know that, that it really molds like what happens to you after that you know yeah. those decisions you know yeah I personally became way more selective uh, with the ears with who I spend my time with you know uh, what you know and I know a lot of people that are very spiritual and they're super open and they hang around with everyone and everyone is a friend and everything I mean there's no right or wrong it's in the, it's your own choice uh, uh, who do you spend time with what do you create time for it you know and I think it's extremely important to understand that, you know, a lot of people are not in tune with the subject that we are talking here. And without them uh, being aware of it, they might be in a position where, you know, they depend on sucking people's energies out. And sometimes you are a very energetic person and you can definitely spread that around. But sometimes, you know, it's just good for you to just, okay, I'm going to spread, but I'm going to spread where it's, you know, where, where there's value in it like okay this this is gonna go somewhere this is positive where instead of just spend time with people that you know just are just not worthwhile and yeah. uh, don't mean to I don't mean to sound harsh in any way it's just like being selective I guess you know? I guess that's important you know because uh, it's it's like um, some maturity that you, you gain with time you know like it's you know Picking people around you, I think it's a huge thing. Oh, know? I think it's a natural thing as well yeah. when you get older. You know, some people like that's why people drift. You know, it's like if you one person matures at a different rate than another, they realize that that person is not. And again, it, it sounds harsh if you just put it like this, but it, it's you know, it's it's just it kind of a natural natural way of of life. You know, people drift and people take different paths. And and yeah, as you said, Carl, you realize what kind of things you need you know in your life and and what kind of energy you need and, and all the things like that. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Guys, 
I mean, I honestly now I'm getting in the flow of the conversation. I could most definitely keep going for another hour, <laughs> but that's why uh, I've suggested in the beginning. And if you guys are up for it, let's do a part two of this conversation. Yeah, and absolutely. And then, uh, and then we can do it also um, uh, in in the studio and having a beer and having an even more, you know, uh, informal yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. But um, I really enjoyed talking to you both and and connecting so many various dots about. Uh, things that I find it really, really important, man. And that's how I've, I've, I've been living my life. But nowadays, I really kind of like, I'm very firm about it. The fact that, you know, you kind of have to have certain traces within you. And uh, not only in terms of your personality, but your education and the people that you connect with, the people that you spend time with, uh, uh, the way that your brain works in order to uh, fulfill your dreams, you know, and, and, and keep pushing and keep going. Because at the end of the day, it's um it's obviously easier said than done but um we are kind of caught up in this reality of ours which again very debatable obviously but uh, i firmly believe that in the end of the day we're all the same thing we're pure energy but because we lit our brains and then we are awake and then we have an experience with the world you know we're experiencing something it's not and the world is all within us, we get so caught up with that and eventually caught up with society and caught, uh, caught up with like, I need to have a career, I need to do this, because that's how we have evolved for yeah. millions of years. And we are just a reflection of all that. We end up losing sight of so many beautiful things that happen to us because we're so caught up on my career, my things, my home, my house, the bills, Lala, and the society that we live in. So well done to you both. I I really admire you both as friends and uh, on what you do. It's a fucking pleasure to call you my friends and uh, thanks for making the time. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I'll put show note on the show notes uh, the information about your social media and all. And guys, do go check Pete and Vini play because they are not only amazing guitarist musicians but they are super funny as well. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Carl. Thank you so much for having us, man. Honestly, it's always really, really nice to talk to you. You know, I take—I have to say, just like as a as a side note—I take great pleasure in uh, following your achievements. You know, and uh, I love seeing everything that you're doing with your career. You know, uh, the way you're you kind of like developing in the music business. You know, and everything else that you do, really. You know, so it's a it's a real pleasure talking to you. It's always very inspiring. You know. Yeah, no. please keep posting those those cool stories and videos of the stuff that you yeah, do. Yeah, you're know? making big moves, man. It's yeah, a, no, I'm, I'm it's proud really of you, man. It's lovely, impressive. Man. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's an honor, honestly, very cool, man. Uh, very inspiring. You know, I hope everyone, um, yeah, everyone takes inspiration from that as well. You know, thanks, Vinny. Appreciate the kind words, my friend, and you too, Pete. So yeah, cheers, man. let's come into a closure then, and I'll speak to you both soon. Cheers, Carl. Have a nice day, man. Thank you. See ya. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation, this podcast, as much as I did doing it. So if that's the case, please do follow on Instagram at RollerCoasterCarl, myself at Carl Casagrande, on Twitter, same thing, Facebook, same thing. Uh, do subscribe, do subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify, that's very, very much appreciated. Thank you, and have a great, great day. Cheers, bye-bye.